Hello and good day my little stinks. Welcome to the fourth episode of Volley vs. the Universe. I'm your host, Volley. Okay, I'm sorry for the accent. I know it's probably really annoying. Um, dude, it's the fourth episode. As you can see, we were talking about more fucking science-y theory stuff. But, um, yeah, before we start, I have some kind of sad news. <sighs> Guys, I'm going to Europe during the summer whoa whoa okay i can i'm i can hear you being upset because there is a panoramic panini bread going on around us i understand now here's the thing we are doing it safely my family we are hoping to get our vaccines as soon as possible and then we will be doing COVID tests before we go into europe and then before we go into different countries and also before we leave to come back to the u.s so just to let you guys know, we do plan on being extremely safe about it. We're staying with only family. We don't plan on going out places unless it's like just outdoorsy uh, looking stuff. But, uh, you know, we have to blah, blah, blah. basically, don't worry. We're going to be safe. I'm going to be safe about it. We're whole, we're, my whole family is going to be safe. But um, this basically means I won't be able to record for a uh, majority of the summer because I will be gone for 50 days. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's because my family doesn't know I have a podcast and I don't want them to find out. So that's the, the primary issue. Okay. So basically today we're talking about multiverses. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me get a little sippy sip before I start. A little sippy sip of Wawa. A quick sippy sip. Don't worry. Okay. We're talking about the multiverse theory. Um, I literally spent the last hour talking about the like doing research about this, um, because I, I didn't know what the hell it was honestly. Because I know it's different from alternate realities, which I know a shit ton about alternate realities, and I knew it's different from time travel, which I know a shit ton about time travel apparently. But um, bro, it's so freaking cool, honestly here's the thing though i kind of hope it isn't real and i'll tell you guys at the end why i hope it's not real but you'll you'll see in a second basically multiverse was made up by hugh everett which was proposed by him in the night in 1957 but was popularized by bryce dewitt dewitt bryce dewitt (laughs) i'm sorry bryce dewitt um and he named it many worlds and he popularized it in the 1960s and the 1970s. Basically, we... Oh, dude, there's so many movies that go on about this and so many shows. First one, Doctor Strange. Uh, isn't it like his whole thing? Like multiverse? I don't fucking... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that man does. I don't... I don't know. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Rick and Morty, obviously. Um, my personal favorite. Phineas and Ferb, the movie across the second dimension. <laughs> I love Perry the Platypus. Okay, so let's learn the definition before we go further into this. This is from Wikipedia. Shut up. I know it's not a good resource, but I literally did this within an hour, so shut up. Uh, The multiverse is a hypothetical group of multiple universes. Together, these universes comprise everything that exists, the entirety of space, time, matter, energy, information, and the physical laws and constraints that describe them. 
let's, let's break it down. Basically, the multiverse is a hypothetical, right? It's not... It, we have nothing that can disprove it and nothing that can prove it. Um, but it is a hypothetical uh, where whether it is multiple universes or one giant universe comprised of subverses. Um, but either way, all of these are all together uh, existing with the entirety of space, time, matter, uh, energy, information, and the physical laws and constraints. Uh, not constraints, constants. English, bro. I need I need more wawa. Sorry, wawa break, wawa. Okay, back to it. Um, basically, these are the things that make up our universe. You know, space, time, matter, energy is literally like potential energy, kinetic energy, um, information such as things that we know exist and the physical laws being physics, for example, like quantum physics. So it's a pretty uh, straightforward definition, in my opinion. Uh, but I broke it down for you guys just in case. I mean, it is kind of big words and a lot if you don't like see it written down. Anyways, um, I wanted to throw in a little, a little quote from the big man, the big man, Bill Nye, my, my Lord and Savior, Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. Anyways, he said in a video uh, that the reason, the, oh, no, the only reason we believe in these multiverses is because there's no reason to exclude them. Quote from Bill Nye, the big man. Um, Basically, this quote, I was like, word. He fucking said it. I was like, yo, he fucking said it. No, um... <laughs> Um, basically, I just thought it was like, it was like true. Like there's literally no evidence supporting it, but there's also no evidence against it. I'll go more into that at the end. Um, but yeah, another thing though, is that physics, there's like nothing, uh, of physical laws that can direct us towards a reason why our universe exists. So I hope that makes you feel good. <laughs> Basically, we're really lucky um, because there's nothing gravitating us towards the universe that we are in based off of physical laws. And there's no reason that we are gravitating towards other universes based off of physical laws. Uh, so there's that. Let's, uh, let's start leaning into some of the theories. I have them uh, separated for you guys uh, because I took notes. I took notes. I haven't uh, taken notes in a little bit. Actually, no, that's a lie. I took notes today in class, but like, I haven't done notes like this pretty in a while. So, and this detailed in a in a while. So, y'all are special, I guess. Okay, so basically, we have the first theory, which is like, I honestly think this is the most simple theory uh, to start with. So, uh, it's called the Infinite Patchwork Multiverse. Isn't that a long ass name? I know, you don't need to tell me. Um, basically, oh my god, dude, this one, I kind of hate this one. I think this one doesn't make as much sense. Uh, I mean, like, it makes sense, but I think it's, like, kind of so under-theorized that I can't believe in it. Anyways, so, here, here, whoa, 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 whoa. words? <laughs> uh, okay, 
sorry, I just spent an hour reading over this, so. Uh, basically, within this, uh, this infinite patchwork multiverse uh, theory is that infinite space-time that carries on forever and uh i don't to be honest i don't know what that means but i just wrote it down um anyways okay uh, basically basically what i think this means is that within every single possibility imaginable there's a universe that exists for that um so for example if i uh if I'm like in my mind, I'm like, mm, let me think. I want, I want pigs. I want pigs that can swim like sharks. Very weird. I know. Don't question it. Basically, I want a pig that can swim like a shark. There, dude. There's a universe now that exists because of it. Boom. I just created a universe. You're welcome. Um, but basically, universe particles, which is what makes up universes may repeat creating identical universes and uh basically there's more than one universe like there could be one exactly like ours going on right now and we wouldn't know which is so fucking scary anyways uh these universes exist side by side in a gridlock or a patchwork like formation basically we have one above us one below us one to our side one to our other side or wait, sorry, one in front of us, one behind us, one to our side, one to our other side. Um, boom. I guess if we went off of the three-dimensional theory, then we would also have one up and down, side to side and left and right. Uh, side, that's basically, I said side to side. Side to side and front and back, theoretically. Um, however, I don't know if that's true. So, basically, this theory surrounds that there is multiple infinite amount of universes, and they are all evenly spaced out against us. Cool. Next one. I like this one a lot, because, uh... Oh, wait, no, 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 it's not this one. Fuck. I kind of feel like I'm not doing... Okay, if, if this one, if this episode goes out, it's because I like this recording. Oh, dude, we're already ten minutes in! 10 minutes in wawa break wawa break wawa break wawa gang stay hydrated hoes my stinks okay <sighs> bubble universes this uh this one's an interesting one i think this one makes sense for why we can't see uh our universes basically the reason why we can't see other universes is because they're so far away from us that they look like just an average star, which is, this is where the theory of inflation comes in, where inflation is not strict, uh, restricted uh, to one size. You know, it can fluctuate. Um, so basically, for example, in the movie Elf, Guy, or no, his name's Buddy. Buddy looks like a tall ass fucking huge motherfucker. And the reason why he looks like that is because the director made him look like that through his camera angles. Basically, these people, there's a bunch of average-sized people that are, like, 20 feet away from, from Buddy. And then he's, like, extremely close to the camera. And that's how he looks so big. Isn't that fucking crazy? Okay, maybe I exaggerated with, like, the 20 feet, but I'm like, 
they're like a good amount away from him to make him look larger basically that's what's happening with the other universes um in this theory that we can see we know that we're in our own universe but there could be other universes surrounding us but they just look like they're really small and it could look like little specks like uh uh i'm gonna burp okay oh yeah uh basically they could look like stars to us uh also inflation is not restricted to one event but also creates multiple universes at once huh i don't know what that means not gonna look further into it because i'm a little bit scared too next one this is my personal favorite uh theory basically this is the membrane universe universes theory um so this includes the string theory where element particles that are tiny vibrating strings of energy in which all matter and forces uh in the universe emanate within basically um they they look like little strings like this is how we picture them they look like little circle strings like a like a thread in a needle you know what i mean like with sewing it's like a thread that's what it looks like um and these things are vibrating and they're made up of uh well they make up of matter and uh and uh forces um so that's basically what those strings are um but on earth right on earth we experience three dimensions these are in pairs we go forward and backwards left and right and up and down those are the three that we as humans can experience einstein of course because he's annoying adds another direction which is time obviously i talk about time hence the time travel in the last like two episodes um so yeah he adds on another but that one's kind of like irrelevant for this theory we're not going to go into it string however the string theory adds on six more spatial dimensions are compact around that are like compact right it's like really small and they're they're placed on each point of the three-dimensional space that we can experience um basically we can't experience these but the strings can the strings can um so these strings are basically what we create uh basically create the forces that we see uh in our universe like it creates the matter and forces that we see we see, like the potential gravity or whatever it's it, it it creates everything that we can see physically um so basically there are five more versions of the string theory i know i'm not going to i don't know all of them but each one adds on another spatial dimension creating the 11th dimension uh this 11th dimension changes these strings into sheet-like membranes which attach themselves to universes and the and therefore make up the multiverse <laughs> um and then more universes are created once membrane collisions happen does that make sense okay this is like this theory is really complicated but it's like my favorite theory because 
I don't know. Because, cause it, like, it, to me, it makes a lot more sense than the other ones that I've said so far. Like, the other ones are, unthe- are under-theorized, in my opinion. But this one, it's used, actually, to justify that multiverses do exist. Okay, so I feel like I feel like I explained that kind of well, I think. But uh, uh, I just want to, I wish I could show you guys a diagram of what the three dimension looks like and then the sixth dimension and then the 11th dimension. Um, but I can't. You want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because this is a podcast and you can only hear my voice. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. Anyways, Wawa break. Sorry, there's so many Wawa breaks in this. I'm really thirsty today. I'm talking a lot. Uh, okay. Many, many worlds theory. This one, I don't know how I feel about this one, honestly. Anyway, let's just like jump right in. Okay. Uh, quantum mechanics basically describes a state of affairs where particles, uh, can, uh, can be all its possibility, uh, states at once and, only once it is measured and only once it is measured uh will it choose a definite state i know it sounds like i'm reading off of a page it's because i am (laughs) basically uh quantum mechanics how how it describes particles is that uh they're experiencing all these different states all the possible states that it can at once and then only until it is measured which I don't really know how the context of measured is, but I'm assuming it's like, uh, once it experience. I don't know. Fucking, I don't. I, I I can't. I don't know. I'm. Should I Google it? I won't Google it. I think you all can understand. But once it experiences a a measure, then it will choose its definite state, its final state, its final form. Um, in this theory, once a particle is measured, the particle collapses into all of its possible states, uh, but all universes experience different results from this occurrence. For example, we experience the placement of our universe as it is right now. Also, we experience all that is happening in our universe because of the final uh, indefinite state that the particle chose to be measured at. Um, but once there is one more, one or more, (gasps) what? My laptop just turned off. My laptop just turned off. My laptop just turned off. Technical difficulties. That was sketch. Um, we're back. (laughs) What just happened? It went and then turned off and then it was like, Hey, I'm back. Anyways, what was I saying? Let's see uh oh, okay so this is kind of like uh you know what a, a family tree looks like where it's like oh there's the this grandma and grandpa and then it branches out right this is what this basically looks like so once there's one with one or more possibilities available um then it will the universe will split allowing all of the possible outcomes to come true uh basically it will do it not just like once or twice, but for each possibility. Basically, this creates somewhat of a timeline, I guess you could describe it as. Um, in the sense that 
there's different possibilities each timeline experiencing a different possibility boom um basically all of these universes exist based on the quantum theory and exist in the uh, hilbert space i actually this is this basically is what uh with the the what is it avengers endgame where uh or is it avengers it's one of the most recent avengers movie basically where they get stuck in time uh but this is actually where they get stuck in the hilbert space technically stuck in time yes but basically all the people that you know thanos was like snap gone that's basically where all these people went they went to the hilbert space there you go there you go Next one, mathematical structure universes theory. Um, basically, in this theory, math is what rules over all observations of the universe. Meaning, instead of math being used as a tool uh, to explain the universe, like how we explain our universe, math is the universe. It is the universe. Basically, all mathematical structure exists in their own universes. Honestly, this one is so confusing, and I personally have no words for it, because it's that confusing. From my understanding, uh, math is what makes up the universe. Uh, So just like how we justify our universe, I guess math could also justify those other universes. However, it is what makes up the universes. The, the formulas that we create to justify it are the formulas that make up the universe, if that makes sense. Okay, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the issues with the multiverse. Um, so basically, because we have no way to experiment and prove the existence of the theory, we can't say it's true, but we also can't say that it isn't. Um, this is going to become a very frustrating problem with um, scientists because... They have to argue whether it is science or philosophy, and here's why. Because there's no physical laws, nothing to experiment with, it's hard to describe that it is science, so people just dub it as a a philosophy. Personally, I think it is a philosophy, however many people would disagree, um, because, you know, I don't know. I don't know how people would disagree with that. I guess it's because there is supportive things that could say that it is science, so let's let's get into those. Um, basically, some supportive things of the multiverse is based on the string theory, strings exist in the sixth dimension, vibrating and creating the strength of matter and energy in our universe, of course. Uh, but the shape of the sixth dimension could be different from the one we imagine and it could be different versions. It could have different versions of itself. And because of this different version, the string would vibrate in different ways, creating many different universes that would not just be the one that we exist. Um, basically, this could indicate uh, be an indi- indirect indication of the multiverse theory. Um, so, I'll, I'll reiterate this so that it's like it makes a little bit more sense because I did just kind of ramble. Basically. Uh, because we don't know the exact shape, we have a, we have a general idea, but this could be different, um, and could, just like how humans aren't the same exact carbon copy of each other, and how basically every being isn't the same, 
neither would the shapes of the six dimensions be. And there would be different versions creating different string vibrations, which would ultimately create different universes that we exist that wouldn't be the same as the one we exist in. So that would just be an indirect indication that the theory is true. Um, the next one is the amount of dark energy that exists in our universe, which is theorized to be a force that pushes other galaxies away. This creates the question of why does our universe experience this and is there reasoning for why the dark energy value is what it is? Um, here's the thing. The answer is there's no physical reason why. Um, connecting this back to how our universe is literally an accident. Um, basically, if the multiverse is true, we're extremely lucky to live in the universe with what we do have with uh, perfect living conditions. There's, it, it, Our universe has created a planet that uh, basically allows us as humans and other beings to live safely and have the perfect living conditions of water and and food and all these different things so yay um that's all i actually have on this of course if you want to do your own research you're more than welcome to i'm not gonna tell you not to i only have a little bit so that was like my five theories plus some um there you go um you can thank taylor for this one i did plan on doing multiverses at some point wasn't expecting it to do it today but um yeah no i don't regret it it was a pretty good episode um let's digress for a second because we're all kind of tired of hearing all of this big brain shit let's talk about life advice of course my favorite segment first question uh it's a cute one they start off by saying you don't have to do this one because i know it's something close for you but how do you help someone struggling with an ed okay i'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a heads up i said in my very first episode that i was diagnosed twice which in my opinion is true however i will go into depth on it basically at my at a doctor's appointment like two years ago i want to say i'm not sure um but I think it was two years ago, I'm pretty sure. Basically, my doctor was like, here's these two papers, uh, mental health papers, that they give to teenagers um, and their parents to fill out. Um, He gives me them. He's like, here you go. Fill this out. I fill it out. My mom fills out her portion, and she is fairly honest. I'm also fairly honest with mine because I didn't think he would, like, actually look at them or care to look at them. I was wrong. Um, (laughs) And basically, my mom was saying how... I skip meals, I don't eat on time, and if I do eat, it's a very small amount, and, um, he was like, okay, um, let's, I, I think you should see a psychiatrist, I'm worried that you do have, uh, uh, an eating disorder, you do fall into all the categories that would make you, uh, have an ED, and I was like, okay, cool, so I considered that, uh, my first diagnosis, giving me an idea that I was, Uh, struggling with an ed and then uh i think like a year and a half goes by or something because it was it was this was i don't know i think it's a year and a half i think um i could be wrong i very well could be wrong i can't remember actually because i didn't think it was important at the time to remember it i don't know anyways then i got diagnosed by an actual psychiatrist 
and that was, I guess that's like the main diagnosis. So yeah. Anyways, basically throughout the entirety of that time, I'm going to explain to you what I found the most annoying that people would do, um, like around me or say things to me that I would struggle with with my ID. And these are some things that you could do to avoid around this person. And also, I will explain to you how uh, how you can help them a little bit. So first off, don't tell them that they look like they're getting skinnier. This is the most stupid thing you could say to somebody with an ED. Basically, that will motivate them to do it even more because they see that there's a, uh, that it's working, basically. So don't say that. Don't tell them that they're gaining weight either because that's going to make them even more upset with themselves and more self-critical and will constantly see that that fat image that they think that is fat and that's it. They will continue to do it. Um, okay, there's that. Don't talk about exercise in front of them. Don't talk about body size. Just be conscious that anything involving the body will upset them because personally when somebody talks about that stuff in front of me I get extremely upset and also it makes me want to go throw up like something like it makes my stomach turn and it makes me want to like like just and it will make them think too much so don't talk about that stuff of course I don't expect everybody to be like oh I should know when this person has an eating disorder it's going to be difficult to figure it out um, so just be, just be careful with what you choose to say. The next thing is check up on them. They're going to tell you lies. Okay. They're going to tell you that they were snacking throughout the day. I say this all the time. It's not true. Um, <laughs> another thing is, um, they'll say, oh, my stomach hurts. I'm having a stomach ache. That's also another lie. One that I say all the time. Then another one would be something like, oh, I just don't, I, I didn't eat today or I did eat today. One of them is going to be a lie because there's different forms of an eating disorder. There's one where they don't eat and there's one that they eat too much. So, uh, and they'll be like, oh, I'm just on a diet. I'm just doing a little bit of portion control. No. When your portion control is just eating a grape, that's not a portion control, baby. Um, that's starving yourself. So, also, if they're constantly carrying around water and only drinking water and not eating actual food... That's another sign because they think that, well, personally, my favorite thing is not eating and then drinking water on an empty stomach because it, it felt amazing. Um, <laughs> kind of weird, but some, I know some girls that, uh, do that. So that I used to carry around water all the time for that reason. Um, and yeah, a bunch of girls would just carry around water hoping that it will be like a meal. That isn't always how it works. Also, another thing is you can't force them to get better. They have to make that decision on their own. So um, once they enter recovery, and even before then, you have to let them know that you're going to be there for them 100% of the time. Um, okay, next one. Let's see. Uh, my opinion... Okay, this one says... If you get into Zodiacs one day, I want your opinion on Cancers and Pisces. I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of don't know anything about them. I have a friend that's a Pisces. Pisces? Um, yeah. 
she's really nice i don't have like anything to say about her like like negative about her um she's always been really nice she's never like given me a reason to be upset with her but i guess i'll look into their the personality traits uh they're creative that's true she's very creative um empathetic generous i've heard that they're like emotional i think yeah negative traits oh <laughs> overly emotional <laughs> i was right um impressionable closed off that's like a given that's like a closed off is like a given for most people so i'm not surprised by that um as for the impressionable i don't really know what that means they can often be overly trusting and easily swayed oh that literally that just means naive why would you use impressionable oh, i hate that word um yeah no i think that like i don't think any of that's bad i think the the good outweighs the bad so i think yeah i like pisces like like they've always been nice so the pisces that i know is very nice um let's do cancer now let's see what's going on with them I will say that I do know a few cancers, like acquaintances, and I've never really vibed with them. Like they vote, they've only ever been acquaintances, not like close friends. So let's see. Strengths are tenacious, highly imaginative, loyal, emotional, empathetic. Oh, sorry, not empathetic. Uh, sympathetic, persuasive. I guess that's okay stuff. And then moody, pessimistic suspicious manipulative and insecure um i feel like those are really bad like all of the weaknesses are like really really bad and i don't think that the strengths can outweigh those so i'm gonna say that i don't like cancers that much i'm gonna say that i prefer pisces over cancer um i'm sorry if you're a cancer no hate on you i just i don't know Based off of that, what I just read, I don't like you that much. <laughs> um, next one. This one is an interesting question. Um, it's, choose saving two worlds. One is this world and the other has aliens uh, with lives just like ours. So here's, okay, this one kind of confuses me because I'm like, aren't we aliens? Also, I don't really believe in aliens, but I guess the government did put out documents stating that they're true i i don't want to believe that they're true <laughs> so there's that but if they live exactly like us then i'm assuming that they made the same mistakes as us in history and are just as fucked up as us so i guess i would just do an eeny meeny miny mo kind of situation um choose just go in between the two i mean if they're the exact same like i don't care if you're an alien or if you're human like if you fucked up that bad and I think well, one of them has to go, so I I do any any mini mini mo. That's my answer. <laughs> um, spaghetti or pasta alfredo? See, I've always had a bad experience with pasta alfredo. Um, I used to have all these only good experiences, but as I've gotten older, like I I feel like it, I don't vibe with it. Um, and I kind of prefer red vodka sauce. But because I'm assuming like spaghetti is like like a marinara sauce with like like meatballs, which by the way I hate meatballs. Um, I'm gonna say pasta alfredo. I think 
think that's I, that's my final answer. Pasta Alfredo. Okay. Uh, dude, maybe I, I... That's all I had. I only had four questions. I think we're going to have to uh, start doing these like earlier. Like asking for... Uh, shit. What is it called? <laughs> asking for the life advice sooner so that I can give um, more help. But I don't know. I only had four today, so I'm a little bit sad. But it's okay. Also, my numbers have gone down so much from the last episode. Like, literally only, like, I think 30 people only listened, and recently it's been, like, 60 before that, so literally my my numbers went down by half the amount that I'm used to, so I'm a little bit sad by that. But it's okay, I don't expect anything from you guys, I'm, I'm literally doing this for fun, so it doesn't matter. Um, okay, this has been the fourth episode of Volley vs. the Universe. I have been your host, Volley. It was very nice of you to join me. I hope you come back. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a bit more of a of an intense thinking one. Um, I hope I don't I uh, I reiterated it enough so that it's like easier to understand because like it's so different when you don't have the information in front of you to understand. Um, so I hope I helped with that. Also, it was an interesting concept, and I hope to do more of this stuff in the future. So yeah. Um, I hope to see your lovely face sometime soon. Um, but yeah. So, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.